It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And that, my friends, is called a winning streak. It's very, very cool. Like, like let's, let's, let's not get crazy here. The Orlando Magic win their third straight game, and boy, do they look good doing it. What this team has figured out, and what more is to come, it's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 12th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic pick up their third straight win. Wow. Uh, we'll talk about how the Magic did it, why this game, why this game Sunday against the Toronto Raptors was so unique and what this means for the team moving forward. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. They made this point throughout the the course of the Magic's broadcast uh, on Valley Sports Florida, uh, but the Toronto Raptors are a team that likes to muck things up. Um, They like to throw a lot of junk defenses at you, and and I, I don't think that's entirely the case. Um, I think Toronto looks for ways to deploy their their length um, as their strength and and look for ways to kind of disrupt offenses and disrupt your process. Um, the Raptors lead the league in turnover and turnovers force. They lead the league in points off turnovers. They lead the league in fast break points. Their whole strategy is to be disruptive and pesky offense defensively, so that they can power their offense in transition. They are a team that punishes you. For every mistake you make. And, and you know, you heard me say this last week when the Magic played, played the Raptors in Toronto. You heard me say this uh, as we got ready for these two games over the weekend. This is a matchup that is not good for Orlando. This is a young team that makes a lot of mistakes. That turns the ball over a ton. That can get easily flustered because, you know, they, they, they're, Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony are back in the fold for sure. But they're still getting their legs under them. 
Uh, and they're not, you know, like elite, elite point guards anyway. This is a Magic team that is tailor-made to do all the things the Raptors are really good at. And so if, if I'm sitting here on a Monday beaming, it's because this young team made a lot of mistakes uh, in both these games against the Raptors. But this is a young team that overcame all of that to not only win once, and Friday's win was fantastic, but Sunday's win over the Raptors, a 111-99 victory, might be the best game this team has played all year. I know the Charlotte game was fun. I know the Phoenix game was fun. This was as complete and gritty of an effort that this team has put up all year. And that, to me, deserves some recognition. Or it deserves that understanding of what this team is trying to be. You know, you hear me say this all the time. The regular season is about what you can do on your worst day. What was impressive to me about Sunday was the Magic were not at their best. They fouled a ton. They had to play a dirty, ugly game where they couldn't shoot the ball. And yet, they stayed very committed to their game plan. They kept grinding and kind of just going through that mill, just trying to find some little pocket. And they found those pockets. Whether it was, you know, Franz hitting a couple shots in the third quarter, whether it was Mo hit Mo Bamba hitting some big shots in the second and the fourth. And they, they found the pockets where they could just inch ahead. And in their defense stayed solid enough to keep the Raptors from coming back. They made mistakes, sure. There were turnovers plenty. They, there was a lot of fouling. There's a lot of reasons for this Magic team to get frustrated. But it showed a lot of maturity not to. A maturity that I don't think we could expect this team to have at this stage of the season. Coming off a nine-game losing streak, as recently as they have. As young as they are. This game showed a maturity that this team is trying to get to, but showed really for the first time. Look, this was an ugly, ugly game. Um, this is a game that only a, a basketball fan could love. Because um, there were a lot of missed shots. There was a lot of fouling. It was a disjointed game completely. And, and while you know Raptors fans probably do have a gripe that, that their best player, Pascal Siakam, was in foul trouble for most of the game, um, this game is was played exactly how Toronto wanted it played. They, they love these kinds of games. You know, they want the rhythm of fast break points, but they want something to happen that will frustrate their young opponents, that will frustrate teams that have these flaws that they can take advantage of. The time and time again, Orlando broke it. Whether it was they're trying to trap Franz Wagner on screen and rolls. Franz just calmly absorbed the pressure, passed it to Mo Bamba in the middle, and trusted his teammate to make good decisions. And Mo Bamba made a lot of good decisions in this one. Scored a lot of points, made some nice passes, the Magic had that play and beat. They could not speed Orlando up. They could not get them to make those repeated mistakes that they could just hammer home every single time like they did Friday night when they came back, like they'd done against this team so many times before, and like they've done to so many other teams. The Magic played with the poison maturity of a team that has the confidence that it's going to win. 
And when Toronto made their last push, you know, getting the lead down to seven, you know, I think they got it down to five or four at one point. Paolo Bancaro hit big shots. Over tough defense, but big shots. The kind of shots that we drafted Paolo Bancaro to hit to put this game away. As Franz Wagner said immediately after the game on Valley Sports Florida, we won this game because of our defense. The 111 doesn't impress me as much as the 99. Because Orlando was solid defensively. Yeah, they fouled too much. But they contested shots. They rotated really well. Their defensive rotations have been on point of late. They've really figured some things out. And it's not just a flash in the pan of, oh, they got one game where everything clicked into place. It's, it's that question I've been asking all week long. Can you do it again? Can you do it the next game? Can you build, build on it for the next game? And that's what we saw from Orlando in this one. The things that they've done well against the Bucks, the things that they did well against the Clippers, the things that they did well against the Raptors, all carried over and kept pushing this team forward. This is a win streak that feels real. Um, you know, again, it's it's it, the question will be when they lose, and they will lose inevitably. Um. What? How do they handle that success? Or how do they handle that setback after success? We saw what happened when they had the big wins over Dallas and Phoenix. They hit roadblocks. And then it cascaded. It, built, it, it, it continued to kind of snowball and build on itself. That's what happens with young teams. And so the Magic now have to figure out how to carry this forward. This part of themselves. This momentum. This... this this style that they've developed, they have to figure out how to carry that forward. Because this was just a stellar game. This was an incredibly fun game to watch a young team grow up and mature the way they did. Young teams are not supposed to win gritty, dirty games like this. And to me, that is the most encouraging thing. That things, it it, it took longer than maybe we all wanted to. But this, the things are starting to pull together and things are starting to show the growth and progress that we wanted to see. And that's ultimately what this game was. As Jamal Mosley, I think, said after the game, this was about growth. This was about maturity. And yeah, you got to be able to do it 82 times in a year. And there's, what, 60, there's less than 60 of these left. But the Magic now have that feeling, that good feeling of winning and what doing things the right way can build. We're going to run through the box score, talk a little bit more about individual performances in this fantastic win. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Rocket Money. Look, we all have things that we subscribed to long ago and forgot about. It keeps showing up on our credit card bills. It keeps showing up on our... uh, Those subscriptions keep renewing even though we forget about them. Well, that's what Rocket Money is here for. Rocket Money is here to cancel those those purchases, those subscriptions that you forgot about. That's why I love using Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Can't... With Rocket... 
With Rocket Money, this app shows all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. If you're an next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic defeat the Toronto Raptors 111-99. Like I said, just, just a, a fantastic game. Really played at the Magic's pace. They turned the ball. They still turned the ball over 18 times for 23 points. That's that's usually the death sentence uh, for a Magic team against the Raptors. They shoot just 46.8 percent from the floor. Not a strong percentage, but Orlando like kept finding these pockets where they would hit. They were, they would hit threes, and and that was really the difference in the game. I know, crazy. The Magic making threes is the difference in the game. Toronto shoots just six for 25 from three. Orlando did a great job spraying out to three-point line. Again, their defense was just just really on point. Every player on the Toronto Raptors had a negative plus-minus in this game. That's that's how dominant this Magic team was. And again, if it weren't for free throws, and, and there were a lot, we'll dive a little bit into that here in a minute. Um, if it weren't for free throws, this would have been a very easy blowout win. But Orlando shoots 46.8% from the floor overall. 14 for 31 from beyond the arc. Toronto 6 for 25, so there's a big difference there. Orlando does get to the line for 31 free throws, 25 for 31, Toronto 33 for 38. There were 53 total fouls called in this game. The fouling was a little ridiculous. Um, I think the refs just set the, the officials just set the, the the tone really poorly and and things just cascaded from there. They just couldn't get out of their own way. Um, frustrating night on that front uh, for, for, several, for several players and several key players for the Raptors, but Orlando took advantage of it. So, you know, we, you know, I think both teams had complaints about the officials in this one and, and the rates of the foul calls, but the Magic were the ones that took advantage of it. Um, you know, again, you could, you never blame the refs for anything. Both teams have to deal with it. Orlando took advantage and, and played the better game. Um, they were the better team. Um, and and it really, it starts with Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner 
23 points, 6 for 14 shooting, 3 for 5 from deep, 8 for 10 from the foul line, 4 assists for him. Uh, just, uh, look, he's just really impressive. Um, he did such a good job reading the defense and taking what the defense gives him. Um, you know, what's really impressive about Franz is, is you don't speed him up. Um, and and that's, that's the hallmark of the great players in this league. You don't speed them up. They play at their pace, and you can throw all kinds of junk defenses at them, and they're still going to do their thing. And that's what happened with Franz Wacker. Now, Franz, again, had a slow start offensively. He only had five points at the half, but he was still making a huge impact because they were sending double teams to him every time. Every time he ran a screen and roll, they were trying to down him to, to the wing and trap him uh, on the perimeter. Um, they, were, they would blitz those screens, and Franz did a very good job drawing them away, getting space to feed the ball to Mo Bamba, to feed the ball to the center at the free throw line. And 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 again, you get the ball in the middle, all you have to do is make a good decision to attack, a good decision to pass. That's that's just easy basketball. And, and Franz made that correct play, that right play, time and time again. And that's not going to show up in a statue. He's not going to get many assists doing that. But he absorbed all the pressure and all the attention really, really well, put himself in a great spot, to make plays for his team. And then in the third and fourth quarter, he scored 18 points in the second half. He got a shot going. He got to the basket a little bit more. He broke that defense down a little bit because Orlando had done the work to set him up. This is this is how Franz Wagner is going to play. I, I, I think we've seen this over the last few games. Teams are going to try and trap him and get the ball out of his hands early. Uh, and, and Franz is going to be so effective breaking that down that he's going to get a lot of points late. Um, we've seen that a lot over the last week. You know, fourth quarter Franz is a thing. He scores a lot of points in the fourth quarter. He makes a lot of plays in that fourth quarter. He's he's kind of pushing pushing that along. And again, he's getting star treatment from these defenses. So don't take that for granted. It's it's been really fun watching him develop, and he and he's going to continue to get better. Paolo Bancaro too, also just a really nice game. Twenty points, six for fourteen shooting, six for eight from the foul line, twelve rebounds, five assists. He did have four turnovers. Um, unlike Franz. Paolo is still learning how to read these defenses because he too is getting star treatment. Uh, anytime Paolo Bancaro caught the ball in the low post, he immediately saw a double team. And not only did he immediately see a double team, a third defender kind of pushed in behind them to form a little bit of a wall just to keep bodies in his in his range of view and, and to, to challenge him to figure out how to attack it. Paolo made mistakes attacking that. He's not Franz Wagner where he, he has everything down. And, you know, I think... I, you know, I made this point, you know, Paolo was struggling with some of the double teams that, that the Raptors were sending at him. I said, they're going to go in the locker room. They're going show, to show him that on tape, and he's going to figure it out. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Paolo made smarter plays in the second half, found his shot off the dribble a little bit more, uh, started working on the perimeter a little bit more in a good way, um, got some spot-up threes, which really helped him get going. Um, he did a he did a really lot of a lot of really good things, and then he made a couple of really big shots in the fourth quarter to kind of stem any runs and and any opportunity for Toronto to to climb back into this one. But I need to give a special mention to Paolo Bancaro's defense, um, his defense and rebounding. Over the last three games, he has really put a lot of focus and emphasis on being a better rebounder, on doing a better job controlling the glass, getting on the glass. Um, you know, these things that are apparent weaknesses and, and, and certainly have looked really bad this year, but he is putting a lot more effort and attention to detail on those ends, and you can see the results. The Magic are getting more fast-break opportunities. The, the Magic are, you know, rebounding a whole lot better. Toronto only has seven offensive rebounds in this game compared to Orlando's 11. Um, Orlando was 
it, Orlando Orlando is better when Paolo's this way. And you know, this is stuff again that that isn't the glory stats. That isn't the big things. But these are the kind of sacrifices. These are the kind of plays you have to make if you're going to win. And Paolo Bancaro understanding that at this stage. With as good as he's played, understanding that he still has a lot of things to get better at, that he has to put attention to a lot of different things. We'll see how long that attention lasts. He's a 21, 20, 21-year-old rookie. He's, you know, attention's fleeting for young people. Um, they don't under, you know, 82 games a long time. You're going to lose your focus on, on some occasion. Um, but this is a really good sign for him. And, and again, these two games, specifically against Toronto, he did a lot of really good things. And, and again, you get him downhill, you get him going to the basket, he is really just tough to stop. Once once he gets toward the basket, he can finish in creative ways. He can draw fouls. He's the offense is always going to be there. The defense really coming along these last few games, and I think that's that's really really special to watch. A couple of guys off the bench that played really really well. Mo Bamba, eighteen points, six for six shooting, two for two from deep, four for five from the foul line, nine rebounds, uh, two block shots for him. Like with Paolo Bancaro, I, look. Mo Bamba can hit shots. You know, we know that. He did a really good job finding space around the basket. The Magic did a really good job passing it to him. Had a nice assist from Franz Wagner on a, on a kind of tip on a tip pass uh, after Wagner cut to the middle of the lane when Paolo got doubled. Um, had a nice had a nice cut along the baseline, and Bull Bull hit him with a pass that I think surprised Mo a little bit, um, but Mo was able to corral it and dunk it. Just did a lot of just really good things around the basket. But again, this is about his defense. The reason why the Magic are winning these games is their defense has gotten significantly better. They played one of their best defensive games of the year against the Clippers on Wednesday. They played a really good defensive game Monday against the Bucs. They played, a, you know, again, the numbers may not show it, um, but they played a really good defensive game against Toronto on Friday. And this was a def- this was a defensive masterpiece. This was a really good defensive game for Orlando. Masterpiece probably far, but this was another really good defensive game. One of the better defensive games they played all year. All year. And again, it's... Paolo Bancaro playing good defense. It's Mo Bamba playing really good defense, blocking shots, changing shots, locking down the glass. It's not necessarily about the stats, not getting seals, it's not getting blocks. It's locking down that glass. And, you know, again, I really loved how Orlando played Pascal Siakam. He did have 19 points, six rebounds, and seven assists, so he still got his numbers. But four turnovers, six for 16 shooting. Orlando did a really good job keeping him on the perimeter, keeping him in the mid range area. And making him take tough jumpers. That's that's the, the Siakam largely took the shots the Magic wanted him to take. And again, that's a credit to Mo Wagner, who's played some fantastic defense as well. Paolo Bancaro took on that that challenge as well. Everyone was just really committed to the game plan and their roles in the defense. The rotations are a lot sharper. Um, you know, they're in the right spots more often. They're really fighting for the boards a lot more. Mo Bamba in this game is uh, is a testament to that. Um, and a testament to what the Magic were able to do, uh, to were able to do to 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 take that that step and 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 to and to put themselves in a position to win more. Cole Anthony also saw a game: fourteen points, five for nine shooting, one for three from deep, six rebounds, six assists, one turnover for him. Cole's Cole's just really solid. I think he's I think it's take I think he's been up and down because he's getting used to this bench role and and what he can do and what. He needs to do for his team to succeed, but I think he's starting to figure it out. Um, again, a lot of this, a lot of this win streak is just everyone figuring things out. All the pieces coming into place, all the players beginning to understand what their roles need to be, how they need to help and fill in for each other, what they need to do to win consistently. And again, this is a good feeling. It's it's something that this team needs to learn. It's something this team needs to feel. It's now about doing it every single night. But we're starting to see. I think guys really understand. Okay. 
for us to win, I have to do this. Or, you know, if, if this is happening, I might need to do more of this to, to fill in that gap. Cole Anthony is a perfect example of that. Um, you know, he, we, all, we all know he's a really good rebounder for a player his size. Really showed that in this game. I thought, you know, again, his, he, he, he will admit he is not a good defender. He's the first person to admit he is not a good defender. He really puts in the effort, though, on that end. He is trying to be a better defender. And, and again, that's half the battle. Um, I thought he did a good job getting in the paint. I thought he did a good job uh, getting getting shot getting shots off, kind of being uh, a kind of calming force. And again, that's not always the case with Cole. Um, but he's doing the right things and did a lot of the right things in this game. Again, just willing to put his body on the line several times in this one. Um, just a really solid game from him. The Orlando Magic beat the Toronto Raptors 111-99. to They're now on a three-game win streak. Again, just a really impressive win for the Orlando Magic. They will face the Atlanta Hawks to close their homestand. It is now officially a winning homestand for the Orlando Magic. We'll talk a little bit more about what this game means for the team moving forward coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. Look, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Look, we all have a LinkedIn. Our parents made us get one. It's one of the largest professional social networks out there. So if you're looking to hire, tap into that market of job seekers, of potential employees, of potential coworkers with LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do is add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, you know, I, I think you don't want to overblow a three-game win streak. It's, it's both something that is rare for this team uh, and something that is it's something that's rare for this team. It probably hasn't happened since February 2021, which was before uh, the trades that sent Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, and Evan Fournier out of Orlando. Um, but it's something that you don't want to be rare. Um, so, you know, it, you always have a 24-hour rule. You celebrate it for 24 hours, and you get back to work. Magic practice are off today. They practice Tuesday. Um, yeah, you just again, it's it's all about consistency, and that's that's been the theme of the week um, is consistency. It's 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 this mythical thing of doing the same thing every single day, 
And for young teams, that's really tough because they don't know what they're experiencing. You know, Now that the Magic have won a few games and, and have shown some things on tape, they're really good teams, and they play a really good team on Friday and Sunday against Boston. The really good teams are going to figure it out, are going to present new challenges to this team. And so, like Mosley said after the game, this is really about growth. Um, you know, it's, 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 look, this season is about development and growth. Winning is a byproduct of that. And, and, and you want to win more, obviously. And you want to see and feel what this team's going to look like when they start winning. And, and look, they, they've, they, they won. And they've won impressively these last three games. You want winning to be a little bit more mundane. Um, you know, but that's going to be a process and a growth process that happens, not necessarily this year, but throughout throughout the next few years. This Magic team needed to feel this. They need to see this success. And 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 you know, I I know I've talked about it a little bit that you know you worry at the beginning of the season that if you don't have success early, you you lose some of the buy-in. And I do give this team credit; they have been really bought into what Coach Mosley is teaching. Uh, while fans have questioned a lot of things about it. I don't think the team has. I think the team understands that they they have to execute and work a little bit more. And as Franz Wagner said after Friday's game, this game showed that if we do what the coaches are telling us, it will work. And that kind of belief is really, really powerful. And, and that's what this win streak is right now. We can bottle it up right now and capture all these good feelings because this win streak is belief. It is belief that this can work, that all these pieces can come together. That everything that they're talking about, that the coaches are talking about, that the coaches are trying to build, can develop and push this team forward. That this team can show the maturity uh, and and poise late in game to win it, to put the game not not just win it, but to put the game away as they did Sunday night. That that was the most impressive thing to me. There, you know, I was watching the game at my day job um, with people in the office and. They saw the Magic were up 12 with like six minutes to go, and they're like, oh, the Magic are looking good. They're going to win. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Let's see Let's see how this, this this finishes out. I've seen the Magic lose games like this all the time, and you, know, you don't want that defeatist attitude. But, you know, the Magic don't have the trust that they can finish these games out. But especially after Friday when they did let Toronto back in the game, they did let Toronto take the lead. They had to make a big shot at the end to close it out. This is a game where Orlando had the poise to finish. They had the poise to close this out. They had the poise to win relatively comfortably. And so now this team has to find that poise again. They have to absorb that lesson and apply it again and again and again. again until it becomes habit. And that's really where we're at. That's why these win streaks are important. Because teams can talk about process over results all they want. They can talk about they could talk about, we do the right things, the results will come. And that's great. And that's an approach you have to have. But you need the results too. You need to be able to win a few games. You need to be able to get confirmation that what you're doing is right. That what you're doing can succeed. You need all of that. And the Magic found it. The Magic got it. In winning these games against Toronto and taking out the Raptors, and taking out the Clippers in, fi- in, the, in these three games. They've been shaky. They haven't, they've had their moments. They've had plenty of learning lessons. But at the end of the day, the Magic got the result, and they did it the way they wanted to do it. 
They have grown tremendously. They have taken some huge steps over the last week. But now you can't backtrack. Now you can't backslide. Now you can't go back to not showing up against bad teams like they did in the first homestand. You got to bring that same attention to detail, that same effort, that same adaptability at times every single night. You've got to carve out and develop your style. And that's what the Magic are working toward. That's what the Magic are working on. And that's what this season is really about. This is the first time that we can say that this team is experiencing some real success. But that success can go away quickly. Lose to Atlanta. You got two games against Boston, another game against Atlanta. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, games don't stop. And so you just have to keep building. But this is a good foundation to start from. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check, be sure to check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's good too for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Philip Ross from Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.